Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you this morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Doing well. Doing good. well. Good. I, uh, I'm disappointed about something going on, uh, but I'm also not totally surprised. But the disappointment is college is starting up lockdowns and and, and 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 doing these mass mandates and all this nonsense and but so there was one who was going to do it for 14 days what in the world are they going to lo- learn by putting masks on for 14 days is other than it's a ritual to try to get people I, this is my opinion try to get people to obey yeah. when when they say put a mask on they're going to and then you figure how are they how are they going to get these colleges to do it but there are a couple colleges now uh doing it and uh how are they going to get it to do it most of the time uh you know there's there's a, a process of blackmail and financing and that's how they use saw they use social media you know to work with the big companies yeah. and if they didn't go along with them the company would suffer and the companies even though they weren't they weren't strong believers in it. They did it because of, of the amount of control they had on the financial system. And I kept thinking, well, what's what's control of you know uh, the the universities and the physicians and all this? And they they can control you know if a university doesn't go along with it or their medical school doesn't go along with it. Uh, there's a lot of defending because it's all government. You know the yeah. government, and, they, and so they have to have to go along with it not only could they deny or give them more trouble getting funding uh, there's always a threat uh, they if you don't obey the government in government medicine uh, they'll decertify you and it, you know that's like taking the medical license which they did you know under COVID take away the license of the doctor to make a living so it's usually by force and money that's the intimidation but uh, Zero Hedge reported this morning uh, it's really happening. Mask mandates, contact tracing, re-implemented at colleges and offices. Yeah. You know, that, that, that to me is so sad. And yet, I think a fair number of people, and I am just, uh, you know, confident that we made mention of this, watch out. You know, this might not, uh, this might not be the uh, example and we're really dealing with a, a virus that's a threat. It looks like we were dealing with the virus being big government yeah. taking over our lives. So to me, it's, it, it is disappointing. Uh, but this whole idea to put them on for a week or a month or two weeks, it, people would say, well, what good's that going to do? Is there any scientific learning from that? And I would say, uh, my, my bet is that there's no scientific learning. It's all political power learning is what they're practicing. This really shows you the power of propaganda because it was only a year and a half ago and people's memory has been shot since then. They don't remember all the things they (laughs) did to them. They don't remember study after study saying it didn't do a thing. It didn't change anything. They don't remember anything about the people who've been injured who followed the rules, so-called rules. It's just amazing the power of propaganda. You know, like America walks by, oh, you got to put it back on. Oh, okay. You know, and they don't even think about it. But it's really, I mean, I think it underscores what we've said. The problem isn't solved. They took a pain pill for cancer. And when you got cancer, you got to cut it out. And they haven't. And the cancer is the authoritarians. Well, here's how the story started. It happened a few days ago, back just before the weekend. Alex Jones, of course, reported 
He said someone talked to him, a whistleblower talked to him, and told him it's coming back. And everyone laughed. Oh, Alex Jones, he's so crazy. Here he goes again, so crazy. Well, as it often happens, uh, he ends up being right. Now we're going to play a little bit of a clip just so you see what he said. And this is the, um, I forget how long we're going to go on this one. Um, let's get it queued up and I'll, yeah, we want the first minute, uh, minute and one second on this clip. I know it's a long clip, but you know how Alex Jones is. He doesn't get to the point right away. <laughs> right. Let's just listen to what he says back then. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I got a call yesterday. An individual was in town, and they wanted to meet with me that I know well. And they are a high-level manager in the TSA. And I went and met with them and had a cup of coffee with them. And they said, you got to warn people. Tuesday, we got called in, the managers, and told that by the middle of September, that the new policy is being written, that this is done, they were told this is happening, this is not hypothetical, you will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. Then, by the middle of October, they are going to say that everyone flying has to wear a mask. There we go. And in the meetings, people began there to... There we go. This is what uh, he reported. People laughed at it. They said, here he goes again. But now we're reading the headlines. And this was an article from uh, Steve Watson via Summit News that Zero Hedge picked up saying, yep, it's happening. You know, I had a conversation the other day with a, a, a progressive uh, Democrat, a strong Democrat, but a nice person. And, and this this subject came came up. And... Uh, he he understood, you, you know that uh, you you know this collusion of big business and and, and government, uh, you know corporations and pharmaceuticals, you know was bad. But he says I just can't. We were talking actually about Robert RFK, uh -huh. and I thought he would he would be more open to RFK. But he said, and the whole thing was, you know, yeah, I like that stuff, but it's just that he always into some conspiracy. <laughs> you know, they just paint one thing. If they disagree with them, and that, that goes along with your opening statement, the propaganda machine. <laughs> they, they, oh, you, somebody says something, it's a conspiracy. But you'd think, you'd think Russiagate, you know, would have realized that they were wrong. <laughs> you know, they, they would say, well, this was, this was all conspiracy, uh, and it was all a lie, but they prove it, it still doesn't do much good. I think the biggest conspiracy theory is that there are no conspiracies. Yeah, you know, that's there the you go. Theory. Let's look at a couple of clips. Now, this is from Steve Watson's article. We've pulled a few of them out. This is the article right here. If you can put up that first clip. Uh, Dr. Paul already introduced it. Alex Jones was right is the subtitle. We have to give him credit. It's really happening. Mass mandates and contact tracing re-implemented. It's hard to believe, but here we go. Here's the college. Now, it starts at a small black um, liberal arts college. Uh, if you go to the next one, if you don't mind, um, yeah, on August 20th, they released this Morris Brown College bringing back mask mandates effective immediately. It's reinstated its COVID-19 mandate due to reports of positive cases. Couldn't have anything to do with the fact that we're in starting flu season, can it, Dr. Paul? No, I no. mean, September, just leave that up for a second. I mean, this is what happens in September. You start getting flus. I mean, anyway. 
So mask wearing, all students, employees required to wear face masks, physical distancing. And they that came out already. This is pulled out of thin air. There's no scientific study showing that three feet will keep the virus away. Large gatherings, no large gatherings, isolation and quarantine, contact tracing, symptom monitoring, regular hand washing, all of this stuff has been absolutely disproven as being effective, yet to bringing it back again. It's just thing, the kids are just getting back in school. They talked them into it, and they and a lot of them, for financial reasons, another reason, they did go back in, and that was the best thing for them. But can you imagine somebody with a brain that was going to wake up, what? What yeah. are they doing? But that really hasn't hit all those schools yet. But it looks like if, you know, a month or two ago, even though there were warnings about this and we paid attention, it was, well, it can't, it can't, they can't do it. They're not that dumb. Yeah. But if they're evil, they can be that evil to do it. That's the only way I can conclude on this. If their goal is to cause confusion and chaos, uh, I mean, they're being very successful in, in their goals. And they are, it is very, very disruptive. You know, it, it is sort of like bat, batting them around. And, and you know, it, it's a tease. They say, yeah, we had to do it, but we sort of made a mistake and uh, overdid it. But they're back, it, and, and the people say, boy, we wake up, the parents are awake, and they're going to, you know, fight this. It'll be interesting to see what happens, whether, whether the people are going to, and the parents are going to roll over and go back to their uh, obedience to these crazy people. Unfortunately, most of them will. I think a lot of them will. But we, we, you know, we've talked to ourselves <clears throat> blue in the face about the damage that these mandates had on kids, on college students, and I'm sure these poor kids at this school are going to say, geez, I'm, I'm a semester away from graduating. I hate this stuff, but what am I going to do? You know, I can't walk out now. And it, it's destroyed the lives of these kids. Remember, my own son was getting an engineering degree. And to this day, I mean, it's going to be continued. They're going to be viewed as the COVID engineers because they didn't get the time in the lab they were supposed to have. They're depriving these kids who don't get sick from this, depriving them of their futures. You know, the one big one I think that is going to hit us is that there were pretty good statistics now as schools were opening up that uh, the, the people that uh, are uh, in third grade can't read. Yeah. They can't read a thing and they don't know what, what, they're, what they're doing. And uh, it was the fact that they were out you know, the education for many places, and it's not universal in all government schools, but there's a lot of damage done on the people who really need to know how to read and add add a little bit and and, uh, and and spell something. No, but that's taboo. You can't do that. You have to have social engineering and understand, uh, uh, you know, multigenderism and all that yeah. nonsense. So, but, but they can't read. You know, it's like taking away a language. It's like you can't you can't talk to anybody uh, because it's the extension of, of just communication. So that that to me and that's going to be I think there'll be millions of people, but they were already having trouble. You know, uh, U.S. kept dropping further and further behind. And you take, uh, you know, the eighth graders were reading like a fifth grader. And uh, and when I look back and study a little bit of our own history, and find out how the founders were educated and what they could do and had to do. It was unbelievable, the education they got. My dad, I think, had sixth grades, and he did pretty well in life for yeah. sixth grades. He probably was as well educated as some uh, 12th grade uh, well, graduates. Grad students, uh, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's look at a couple of the other things now. It's not just this, uh, this poor college over there. Uh, here's Lionsgate. Let's put the next one up. Major film studio. Amid rising COVID cases in Los Angeles, Lionsgate has brought back the mask mandate for nearly half the company's employees. There you go. Go to next. Now, remember this ghoulish woman who ran the L.A. Public Health. I didn't get a picture of her because I didn't want to make anyone sick in the morning. But COVID-19 transmission increasing. This is the L.A. Public Health. Those at higher risk should adopt simple strategies to reduce exposure and prevent severe illness. Uh, there they go. And then this is another tweet, if we can go ahead. This is someone who found a bunch of receipts and invoices proving that the federal government is buying more COVID-19 equipment. She says the federal government has already been buying COVID-19 equipment and hiring consultants to enforce pandemic-era safety protocols. Some of these contracts are scheduled to begin in September and October, exactly as Alex Jones said. They are gearing up to do it again. So something dramatic has to happen in the next week or two because they're either going to... Uh, you know, expand it or cut it off completely. They're not going to. But this on again, off again, just it blows my mind because it makes no sense whatsoever. Maybe they'll do that for a while. And people, oh, this is just a test. They're getting ready. It's like a fire drill. Yeah. We want to practice this fire drill. And uh, the people, but the fire drill means you obey us and, or you will be punished. Your school will be punished and you personally will be punished. And uh, there'll be more and more people suffer. But boy, it's, it's the attitude that uh, people have come to and the willingness of so many people to listen to this propaganda and, and not think for themselves. And yeah, it's, there's been so many days that we could come in here with a positive story yeah. and, uh, and that still exists where some people are waking up. Maybe, maybe, the, uh, maybe the bigger answer could come next year, uh, you know, uh, with, with the election. And, and maybe maybe this some of this stuff will be key in the election. Certainly, immigration will be a key thing, like uh, in, in the election. But but the the other things will too. And and what what they're doing in our schools. So, uh, but all I know is that you know, in our own little way of putting together and trying to seek out the truth and tell people, be cautious, use your brains, and don't roll over, don't do this thing. And protect your kids. Yeah. I mean, the, the psychological trash that they're putting out in the schools, uh, and how, how they how they can do that and, and excuse it. You know, we see you know a bunch of parents doing a good job, but there's a bunch of parents that are sitting at home, yeah. right, not doing much about it. Well, as we know, this is not about social health. It's about social control. Yeah. It's about controlling people. So the next question to ask yourself is, why are they trying to restrict? our choices, our movements, what we're doing. And I had a short little list. Um, okay, the war's going badly in Ukraine. Uh, we saw, we talked about it last week, how they estimated $900 for every family. <laughs> That's how much we've spent. Yet the people in Hawaii get 700 bucks. They're already 200 bucks in the hole uh, over this thing. People are getting frustrated that this war is not going very well. In our next story, we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but you can keep people from protesting if you have that. You can't get together. We'll break it up if we need to. Keep that because this is a key issue for Biden coming into the campaign season. They can't be seen as losing this Ukraine war because they've staked everything on it. Keep people from protesting. Keep people from questioning elections. Keep people from voting the normal way. That's how they got away with it last time. You can keep control. Mail-in ballots. You get 20 ballots each if, you have, if you're a Democrat. <laughs> Maybe 30. 
Um, what else? Hunter Biden. Uh, there's a huge stuff. We didn't talk about it today, but there's huge stuff coming out about Weiss and about how he didn't even want to charge him with anything. He just wanted to, you know, give him a cookie and let him go. <laughs> Lots of stuff coming out. If you can restrict people, try to keep them. If you start scaring people, they're going to die. They're not wondering why was Hunter so high? You know? <laughs> so I think there's a lot of reasons they want to reestablish the social control. Yeah, you know, the, uh, during the 70s, I made uh, a bit of a tour around the country with some other physicians from, uh, from uh, England. And they came over and said, wanted to warn us and all. And there were some of us in AAPS wanting to do the same thing. And I remember asking a question uh, to the British doctor. I said, how are they going to get these doctors to roll over? Back then, I had more confidence than a doctor. Yeah. And they said, and they used the words, we'll stuff their mouth with money. Wow. And, you know, and a lot of doctors, you know, did quite well. And they still do quite well because they do get their bills paid and they get, a, you know, uh, you, you know, get, get, get what, whatever, whatever they need. But uh, I see these ads on TV right now about Social Security and Medicare. If you could just call up and join, you may qualify for $16,000. And you don't, it's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. You can spend it on anything you want. Because if you suffered through COVID, uh, you you know, here here the government should be put out of business for being so evil. There they are promoting this. But the advertisement must be millions and millions of dollars uh, to try to, to try to, you know, buy more votes is what they're doing. And and to me, it's really sad. Just stuff their mouth with with money and the people will always obey. Pretty soon, they're going to gag on the money that gets stuck in their mouth, stuffed in their mouth. Absolutely. That's, a, that's an excellent way of putting it. I'd never heard that before. Well, let's do our second story if you're ready, if you think we've covered this. Well, we, one, one final thing is, oh, what can we do? I don't know, but definitely, uh, you know, you have to call Congress, call your congressman. I feel a little bit safe in Texas, but what if I want to take a trip? They're going to force you to do that? I mean, people have got to stand up. This time. Yeah, the, the 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 control. You know, when the, the first uh, rules came out about privacy, it was always protecting the people's privacy. And it was this Financial Service Act in the 1970s. You had to have these financial reports on all these transactions, and there was a lot of paperwork to do, and the banks had to keep and oh, we'll have to do a financial traction re, uh, uh, report on this, and it found out, and I kept thinking. They, they, they're not smart enough to keep track of yeah. it. And, and, and later on, that was the case. They had so many things in all these reports that it was failure. But you know what? Things have changed. They have these computers that oh, yeah. scare the living daylights out of me because they're not helping me in any way whatsoever. But they are helping the government, unfortunately. Yeah. They'll keep track of your shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. We just want to talk a little bit about this because I watch it. I can't sit still for a long time, but I watch the whole... Uh, episode and this was uh, Tucker Carlson with Doug McGregor. Now Tucker had our friend Colonel McGregor on fairly often when he was on Fox and it's been a long hiatus since he's been off of Fox that we've seen the two of them together because I think they have a great chemistry between them. I think you can see that Tucker has an enormous amount of respect for Colonel McGregor. I think that's very obvious and if you watch this long form, I mean it's almost an hour long. We can put up that first clip from it. It's almost an hour long. I I think Doug was at his best in this interview. I'm going to say he's always very good with words, but he was, I think, at his best. He he laid it out in such a coherent way of why this is a disaster. Just go back one. We're not quite ready for that one. 
Um, so if we press this with Russia, it will reach us here in the U.S., is what Colonel McGregor tells Tucker Carlson on the show. And I'm, I'm sorry to mess you up, but maybe, why don't we go ahead and watch that? Uh, it's going to take a while to queue it up because I made it complicated. But starting at 10.59 and going to 12.02, I think this is an important part of what uh, Colonel McGregor had to say. This is a real warning. Pay attention to his last sentence. We have no surge capacity in the United States. It would take us many, many months to come up to that kind of standard where we could actually compete in high, high-end conventional warfare. And that's why people like me and others worry that if we get into a confrontation, that we cannot win because the world has changed, warfare has changed, integrated air defenses will knock virtually everything that flies out of the sky, that we will then fall back on a nuclear deterrent. A tactical nuclear weapon that says, if you keep advancing, we'll have to use a nuclear weapon. We don't want to go there because the notion that there are so-called tactical nukes, you've heard that expression? Yes. Oh, that's just a little nuke. So that won't precipitate a major war. The use of any nuclear weapon <laughs> is going to precipitate escalation very rapidly because your opponents will assume that if they don't use their nuclear weapons, they're going to lose them. So we're living in a terrible dilemma right now. The smartest thing that we can do is end this war. What is there, Russia's there objective to you? The smartest thing we can do is end this war. Yeah, that's, uh, that is the answer. But I have one thing we could do better. Never get involved in these stupid wars, yeah. evil wars, unconstitutional, immoral wars, and things that we can't afford. But then when it starts, then the answer is we just heard it. But, you know, uh, I didn't listen to it like you did. So you might have a slightly different feel for it than I do. And so I'll see. I'll tell you what mine is. But yeah, I don't hear anything brand new. He's been warning us and he's been yeah. on target. And that's why we uh, refer to him so often. But it seems to me that there's a lot greater emphasis on how much danger is building. You know, now he yeah. talked more about nukes. At the beginning, he didn't do that as yeah. much. Yeah. And that there's an urgency about this. We don't have like, well, let's mess around with this. In five years, maybe people will wise up. Look, we survived Vietnam. You know, that went on <coughs> That went on for a decade. A few people died, like 38,000 or no, 68,000. Yeah. So th this is a problem. But his message there is, why don't we just wise up? We just marched in. We ought to just march out of these places. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was, it was a powerful interview. It's definitely worth watching uh, everyone to watch. And in fact, if, I think if we're, if we're done, I was going to show another clip of him yeah, before sure. we go. Because if you like that interview, you're going to want to see Doug McGregor live at our Ron Paul Institute conference. Coming up here in just about a week and a half, see Colonel McGregor live. Uh, let's have let's roll that one clip of him talking about giving a preview of what he's going to talk about at our conference. I want to close by you know giving you a, a thank you, a big thank you for visiting with us today, and we're anxiously waiting for our meeting in September. And if you'd like to say a farewell. Uh, comment to our listeners because I'm, I'm positive that they appreciate hearing from you and they'll be anxious to hear you in September. Well, in September, I want to talk about a few things, one of which is uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> and I identify those as being atheism, nihilism, 
Marxism and globalism. There we go. And those four horses there are running what all over the West. What more do you need trampling. to motivate you to get a ticket and come see us? <laughs> there you, there sounds, you go. It sounds really exactly. fascinating. And I do have a link in the description where you can go ahead and get that ticket and come visit us. So I'm all done, Dr. Paul. Very good. And uh, I'm looking forward to our little meeting on the second. Matter of fact, it will be starting on the first for some people, and it'll be an important meeting and conference for us. So we've had several of these now, and now they're very traditional, and we really depend on people we consider experts and people who are in agreement basically with a foreign policy of not maybe no intervention overseas, but a lot less intervention and having a foreign policy design that we believe will promote peace and prosperity. That to me is the most important thing. It, it is the big issue and yet it's used as a political tool to get people to just roll over and finance the big corporations by saying you're not a patriot, you don't support the troops, you don't support the war efforts, you don't support the United States, you don't defer national sovereignty and, and security. Well, they use that, they've used it for years and they have done it, and the prediction is that it will always be that way, and maybe it will be for a long time in certain degrees, but there's nothing that says that we shouldn't point out this inconsistency of spending so much money and expending and losing so much of our liberties for a foreign policy that makes no sense whatsoever and does not make us more safe and secure. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.